This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Last day in Copenhagen this morning. Uh, back to the usual surroundings from tomorrow until the next short break away that I've got in a couple of weeks' time. So you can imagine that Kylian Mbappe is going to be signed during that period, I'm sure, because everything's going down whilst I'm away. It's just the way that it goes. Um, but uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Very much appreciate and uh, very much appreciate everyone that is always tuned in continually. Uh, if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show, it would be very much appreciated. Let's say good morning to those joining us live. Uh, in the chat box again, StreamYard not doing anyone any favors. And uh, Penny Ween, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to Martin. Good morning to Matt G. Paul, we've got Penny Ween, Carl, Femi. Uh, we've got Ponaru, Stephen, Carlton, Stevie, James, Morgie, Martin, Jake, uh, PJ, uh, Hawkwind, Vic, Olu, Redstar, Josh, Darbas, uh, Tony, Bakary, Lasagna, Odorile. Uh, Timber. Timber is joining us in the chat this morning. Dave, good morning to you. Good morning to everybody else. Uh, let's get on with today's story, shall we? We kick off just to give you a little bit of an insight into the shirt for those listening on uh, audio platforms, of course. Um, you won't be able to see it, so hop over to YouTube. But in Copenhagen, I visited the Park and Stadium yesterday, uh, which, of course, uh, has their own fan shop. And with a new shop contains new shirts to add to the collection. For those that don't know, I've got like a ridiculous number of shirts of places that I've visited. Um, so uh, it's just kind of a tradition at this stage for wherever we visit, we get a shirt. So uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a Chicago Fire shirt. Now I'm thinking a bit when I was out in Chicago, but uh, uh, maybe that's one I, I will be returning at some point. So I'm sure I can get one then. But uh, yes, that was a, it's a very kind of minimalist stadium design as you can see in the photo on the screen there it's quite it's 
it's a big rectangle basically <laughs> there's nothing special necessarily about the outside or anything like that it's just kind of fits into the architecture of the uh of the background but uh very much so i had someone leave a comment saying uh, it's a bit of a spursy shirt to which i replied saying well they're league champions and they're consistent league champions of which there is nothing spursy about that whatsoever so don't give Spurs the credit of comparing them to Copenhagen because they win trophies and Spurs don't. It's quite as simple as that. Now, Arsenal confirmed the signings of two players yesterday. Uh, well, we had one yesterday, Chloe Lacasse, uh, and the day before, Amanda Alstadt. Um, Alstadt. Uh, apologies for the terrible pronunciation. But uh, both players uh, confirmed to be uh, part of the Arsenal women's team under Jonas Lideval for next season. And certainly um, a really impressive bit of business being done. You look at the Arsenal attack now, Alessio Russo expected, of course, to join Arsenal. But Lacasse scored 70 league goals in 74 matches for Benfica um, during her time there. It was around 100 goals and 120 plus games in total. Fantastic uh, kind of goal record as well. And you have to think, you're adding Lacasse, Russo, Miedemar, Beth Mead when they both come back into the team for next season. Arsenal are going to have one hell of a lineup you know, for the campaign and really going to be taking the game to Chelsea. Hopefully Arsenal men and women's sides will be battling for the top honours. So very much looking forward to the women's season next year to see who indeed we are pushing for. Um, William Saliba um, and uh, the contract for William Saliba is certainly going to be moving in the right direction. Oh, it looks like I've got to get rid of some people in the chat box. That's fantastic. It's, it's always good when you talk about women's football because it allows me to weed out the people that aren't really Arsenal fans in the chat. Um, Saliba's contract all wrapped up and officially uh, now he will be uh, signing that deal upon returning to uh, the, the club from his holidays. Fabrizio Romano saying yesterday, of course, all kind of sorted, all will be there. And uh, I very much look forward to seeing this deal announced because it is a massive, massive piece of business. I'm going to kind of do a bit of a roundup uh, at the end uh, of the kind of the news section. So I look forward to that. Um, but I think when it comes down to uh, the, the business that we've done with our transfers and specifically our um, uh, the contracts and the signings that we've made, it's impressive. Very, very impressive indeed. Uh, moving forwards, uh, we've got Ethan Nwanieri committing his future to Arsenal as well, which is fantastic news also. Uh, the youngster, only, of course, 15 when he made his debut for Arsenal in the Premier League. David Ornstein reporting for The Athletic that he has committed his, uh, his future to the club. We've got a, a scholarship deal and then a pro deal to be signed when he turns 17. Supposedly always wanted Arsenal, uh, never, ever, ever had any interest um, in kind of moving anywhere else, which is fantastic. And uh, even though there was interest from Chelsea and City offering some really attractive kind of, uh, I suppose, monetary deals for a youngster, of course, it's difficult to kind of quantify this in terms of how it compares to, to senior footballers. But certainly, Ethan Nwanieri committing his future to Arsenal for the long term is fantastic. Um, and uh, we've kept one of the best talents that we've got um, at the club for his long-term future as well. So Ethan Manieri, um, yeah, really very much looking forward to seeing what he can produce at the club moving forward as well. And now moving into incomings, of course, only a couple to talk about today, um, but the West Ham-Arsenal negotiations for Declan Rice continue. Um, both uh, both the clubs are working on trying to find a, an agreement on the final structure payments of how that £105 million will be paid over a certain period of time. West Ham want it to be paid across 18 months. Arsenal are 
looking for more of a kind of a three, four year uh, kind of plan. So there's going to be a compromise made between the two. 18 months is really un unreasonable. So hopefully it comes to kind of an agreement between two and three years that we'll see the, the payments paid across. But it's not said to be an issue. Everything's quite relaxed at uh, this moment in time between the two clubs because that agreement is there on the price. So... Uh, fingers crossed this gets sorted out very quickly indeed. Uh, and finally, our headline story of the day, um, which is fantastic to hear, is that Arsenal have agreed a £40.5 million deal with Ajax for Urian Timber, uh, which is a brilliant piece of business by Arsenal. For me, this, this deal has gone very much under the radar. All of the hype around the Declan Rice situation, all of the hype uh, you know, around um, Kai Havertz and that kind of deal getting sorted and the debate around Kai Havertz has certainly, I think, overshadowed um, the Urian Timber deal. And uh, don't be don't be mistaken by this. This is a really fantastic piece of business by Arsenal, one of the most exciting young defenders uh, on the market. Arsenal have managed to wrap up. There was interest from Bayern Munich, interest from Manchester United, but Arsenal win the race for the player uh, who will join for around 405 million pounds uh, it's about 42 million euros going up to 47 million euros according to Mike Varvaker for the Telegraph in the Netherlands um, but he will now undergo a medical and it is said to be booked in and Arsenal are moving quickly with their targets so before July Arsenal have signed Kai Havertz they have an agreement with West Ham for Declan Rice they have an agreement with Ajax for Uri and Timber they've got an agreement with William Saliba and Reese Nelson over new contracts they've already signed Bakayo Saka Gabriel Martinelli Gabriel Magalhaes Aaron Ramsdale up to brand new contracts. And there is expectation that hopefully more could be coming. We don't know what Arsenal's business will be from this point onwards. We don't know what really could happen. The biggest indicators are, of course, that uh, Romeo Lavia is a very key target. There's been rumours of Aurelian Chouameni, although I've not been able to confirm those. I haven't included that in today's show because... You know, I don't think there's enough credit in the links at this moment in time. We'll wait and see if indeed that changes. And of course, we'll tackle that when we need to. But uh, it is a huge, tremendous job that the club have done. And uh, to see what they've done uh, with both contracts and potentially incoming signings has been absolutely brilliant. Right then, let's move to part two and your questions and your comments right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Of course, I do need to continue to push uh, our fundraiser that we are doing at the moment. Uh, for those that are considering ever leaving Super Chats and things like that, I would encourage you, uh, before you do that, to instead uh, donate anything you're willing to support the channel with um, to our Cancer Macmillan fundraiser for our longest day golf challenge of doing 72 holes of golf in one day uh, to raise money for the charity. Uh, we're very close, actually, to hitting a halfway mark on our £1,000 target, which is amazing considering we've only been doing this for a few days. So thank you to everybody that has donated so far. Uh, recent people to donate in the last uh, day or so, which is fantastic to see. We've got uh, Dave. Thank you so much for your kind donation. Someone anonymously giving £5. Really appreciate that. Graham, uh, Stuart and Alison, Bob, uh, Mark and Faye all supporting the cause as well. So thank you uh, to everybody that has indeed chipped in so far. And uh, to go into the chat box, uh, Pini Ween dropped in this morning with a great comment at the start. The signing of Chloe Lacasse means that the men and women's teams are winning it all. Hashtag in the know. And you can't understate the business that Arsenal have done in the market for the women's. We just did a whole roundup of, you know, the, the men's game there with Timber and Rice um, and, and Havertz with signings being made. But not only that, but seeing the work that's being done in the women's team as well to, to potentially, we're hoping, see an announcement regarding Alessia Russo, uh, Lacasse joining, Alstedt as well joining recently too. We've done some great business across the men's and the women's game. And Arsenal are looking to be a dominant force in the English game and the European game on both sides of the sport. So I'm looking forward to next season even more so. It's a really exciting campaign coming forwards and hopefully we can see some fantastic uh, results going into the new season. Uh, Jimbo13, thank you for the kind donation. Smash the likes, peeps. He says, uh, come on, you gooners, please. If you could follow Jimbo's instruction and drop a like on the video, that would be very much appreciated as well. Uh, David says, I hold my hands up. Um, we've got our targets. Well done, Edu and the team. Now let's go win some silverware. Thank you for the great content. You provide us every day. Thank you, David, uh, for tuning in. Thank you as well. For, you know, that's what I've said to people. I've just said, hold your hands. If you if you were very critical of Edu, if you were kind of throwing your Edu out into the world, you know, it's time to just hold your hands up and say fair play. You know, fair play to Edu. And I look forward to the brand new season. Uh, Charlie says, is your expectation changing with the players that we've signed slash linked to? I previously said challenge, but now I feel that we need a trophy. I've, so, I've said to people before, Man City, no matter what business we've done, Man City go into every single competition next season as favourites. Who are the favourites of the Premier League as Man City? Who are the favourites for the Champions League? Man City. Who are the favourites for the League Cup? Man City. Who are the favourites for the FA Cup? Guess what? It's Man City. You know, so I can never have an expectation of a trophy. I can never have an expectation of winning the league. I can certainly have the aim to win the league. You know, our aim for me should be winning the league. We should try and to win it. That should be absolutely what our aim is. But I can't expect us to do that. And so my expectation remains the same. The business that we've done was the business that we planned to do. So I can't change my expectation now seeing the business that we've done because I was always aware that the business was aiming and planning to get the likes of Declan Rice uh, an attacking player like Kai Havertz, another defender in like Timber. That was always what Arsenal had planned to do. So I think we are in a, we need to progress. My aim and my expectation would be a stronger title challenge than we had last season. We've got to try and progress. And, you know, you can progress still by getting closer to the top. And that's what we've got to show. So progression is the expectation. Push forwards and try to achieve our goals, which of course is trying to win a trophy. That's got to be the aim for sure. But the expectation, no, the expectation hasn't changed. Uh, Marcus says, hands up. I thought uh, Tom having a holiday was a bad thing, but I was wrong. Look at all the signings we've made since he's gone away. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've had people campaigning apparently to start a GoFundMe pro um, page just keeping me out here in Denmark until we've signed all of our players. 
Um, Martin says, these signings are all good and well, but if Xhaka and Partey go, they're replacements, not reinforcements, which is what we needed. And Martin, I agree with you. I think we need to add another player. What I would say, though, is Havertz is... I think being looked at as the Xhaka replacement, as in player out, player in. I'm not talking about the role that both players perform because both players are characteristically different. But Xhaka out, Kai Havertz in. I feel that is a kind of, in a number in the squads, Xhaka leaving is being replaced by Havertz in the squad. He's being listed as a midfielder. Arteta's talking about him as a midfielder. So if you think about it that way, Arsenal adding Declan Rice into the fold as well. If Arsenal adds um, another midfielder and Xhaka and Partey go, I suppose you can kind of look at it as one extra coming in. So you are reinforcing. But for me, I still think that we need to add more than just one more midfielder to the group as well. That's what I personally believe. I think that's what we should be aiming to try and achieve. So, But I regret what you're saying. And I said at the start of the window, you know, uh, Arsenal should be aiming, I think, to keep you know Partey at the club. I think that you know Xhaka moving on is fine, but we need to make sure that we... Um, have a strong enough squad for the Champions League next season, which is going to be really, really key. Um, let's go to... Um, and Magambo says, are we sure Xhaka is leaving? Yeah, we're pretty darn sure. Um, we're pretty darn sure at this stage. Uh, Dennis says, hey, Tom, any truth in the rumour that PSG are interested in taking holding on loan as backup? If so, would you in hope he can boost his value or sell him now? Is there... I have not even seen this, to be honest. So... I know I've not been able to do any digging on my side of things of transfers the last couple of days or so, but I've not seen that. And I've been fairly across it still, but I've not seen that. So I'm going to assume no, but don't rule it out. You can never, never say never. But I would be surprised if that turns out to be true. Um, AB says, do you think Arsenal have another big marquee signing trick up their sleeve? Potentially. I wouldn't rule it out. You know, you think about what we've done so far. We brought in Rice, well, We've agreed the fee. We've agreed kind of the deal, if you like, with, with West Ham. Final details are being sorted. Um, we've signed Havertz. We've agreed the deal with Ajax. Have Arsenal got it in them to make one more signing, one big one? Um, would you count Romeo Lavia at £40 million as a big signing? I think that's a big investment still. And he's a, you know, a marquee player, arguably, but he's still young. Marquee, though, kind of kind of hints towards like an established player, like a Rice, like a Havertz. Um, I'd say Timber's a marquee signing personally. I think, you know, that's one of the best young players in the world in his position. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether or not uh, if it will happen. I'm hopeful, um, but uh, I wouldn't rule it out indefinitely. I think it kind of, I think we probably have to look at the space of the squads. I think we have, we've kind of got the gro- the bloated squad now. We need to make sure we're moving on players like Pepe and, you know, I know Marie's going to be going soon, but Cedric as well. And uh, Rob Holding, as we've already mentioned, we need to start moving on these players. So that's always going to be important as well um, when thinking about if we're going to be able to bring in another uh, option as well. Um, Aaron Knowles says, surely Tavares is worth more than the reported £8 million. My question for that is why? Why is he worth, worth any more than that? We bought him for about £7 million. Quid. He came in, he was okay. I don't think he was any better than he was for Benfica. He then got worse. He went to Marseille and had a pretty dreadful season. <laughs> so what's the argument that he's worth any more than what we really paid for? If Arsenal can get double digits for Tavares, I'm happy. If we can get double digits for Tavares in this summer window, I'm happy. Um, he scored six goals for Marseille, all at the beginning of the season, kind of a big flurry of form. He didn't get a single assist. As a wing-back... Not one assist. 
<laughs> it's not good enough, um, frankly. And Tavares isn't good enough. So I don't know why um, <laughs> he's worth any more than what we paid. He's not improved. He's arguably got worse, you know. So I don't know what, I don't know where the expectation of getting much more than uh, than eight million quids. And even if he's going from Premier League to Premier League, it doesn't mean if you're West Ham, you're going. He's not improved, you know, and you want him gone as well. So the kind of the Premier League to Premier League is kind of negated by the fact that Arsenal want him gone. Um, so yeah, double digit millions back in Lizanne, I should point out that you know double digit millions, not just ten quid uh, for Tavares. Although you know, I don't know how much he's worth these days. <laughs> uh, Rev San says, "Hey Tom, considering we have El Neni, Jorginho, and now Rice, who can all play in that sixth role?" And Smith Rowe, Vieira, Havertz who could play as Odegaard's partner. I don't like calling it the eight because I don't think Havertz is playing an eight. I don't think Smith Rowe or Vieira play an eight. I think it's not an... I wouldn't describe it as an eight. I'd call it an eight-ten hybrid. Um, I think the easiest way to describe it is partnering Odegaard. So I think that, that kind of eradicates all debate. Um, so whilst those three can play as Odegaard's partner, do you think we might not sign any more midfielders? No, I, th- I think there's potential for Arsenal to sign one more. I think the evidence is there. The links to Lavia are certainly true, to my understanding. Um, Arsenal's interest in, in him is real. Whether or not they move on that interest is another thing um, in terms of kind of a club side of things the player side there's been like discussions and that's very normal you know but uh on the uh on the other side of things on the club to club side we're still kind of waiting for uh, an update on that um guna gang says tom with the signings that we've made do you think that we will see some uh, the same formation as last season i don't really like talking about formations in kind of structures because i think what we've learned from Mikel arteta is that he's very fluid in the structure of what he expects from the team. You know, what we have come to expect from Arteta is a system that changes, a system that's um, always evolving. And because of that, I don't think there's an expectation of us of the same 4-3-3 because when we're in attack, we play with a back three. I think we could even move to a back two against some other sides where you've got Timber and Zinchenko, who knows? People say that those two can't play together at right and left back. I'd be intrigued to see if it would work. Um... I think it would create a little bit of imbalance and some vulnerabilities at the back. But if you need to like change things, if you're like in a game state where you need to get a goal, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with throwing Tim Braun instead of White maybe. Um, but that's why maybe a right back is still something that we're looking at. I've kind of speculated that maybe Arsenal might look to bring in kind of a different style of right back to, to add some differences into that line. So... We'll, we'll wait and see uh, if anything changes on that front. Uh, Edra Sass says, why would Arsenal go for another midfielder? Wouldn't an attacker be better? Again, not necessarily. Um, I think Havertz, the, the benefit of Havertz is his versatility kind of adds something to the forward line. I think Havertz could play false nine if you wanted him to. I think he'd play, he could play as a second striker if you wanted him to. So I don't think there's necessarily an expectation that a forward will still come in. I'm not ruling it out. But what I'm saying is I think Havertz's versatility is something that Arteta and Arsenal have looked at and thought, well, we've consigned somebody that's going to add something significant into both positions. So that's that's where I would stand on that one. Um, Daniel says, I think Timber and Zinchenko would be fine as long as you have two CDMs, so Partey and Rice. I think that's a really good point, Daniel. Yeah, that's a really good uh, kind of explanation of the structure of the midfield changing of the structure of the defence also has to shift. So yeah, 
Really strong point there and certainly agree that you'd have to play both of those two defensive midfielders in that case. Uh, uh, Monkberry says, uh, I fear that FFP rules will stop us signing more. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why, you know, we're going to start looking at moving players on um, and we need to try and get some more players out and get some money in for those players. Pablo Marie's going to bring us in around £8 million. Jack is going to bring us in around £13 million. Um, if Balogun leaves, you're hopefully getting upwards of £35 million for him. He did actually tweet, I don't know if you saw this, he tweeted about an hour or two ago, it's time with a little um, hourglass emoji. Who knows what that means? I know that the US are playing later on this evening, um, but uh, I don't. he's not involved in that game because he's not on the roster for the Gold Cup. But I don't know what that means. Uh, no one knows what it means. Uh, there's been no kind of outward sort of signs of, of talks with other clubs or bids from other clubs yet. So unless a deal is being done very quietly behind the scenes, um, which wouldn't be in Arsenal's benefit to do because they want to drum up as much interest, you know, as they can in the player. I'm not reading too much into that tweet at the moment, but I might be changing my tune in, in a day's time. So let's wait and see. Um, Craig says, hey, Tom, I've, fi- I've been listening to your podcast on the night shifts for a while, uh, and now I've finally subscribed. Love these live chats. One question, all-time Arsenal team, who would you choose? Wow, you're throwing me the big questions. Um, sure, I can try and do this very quickly. Uh, in goal has to be David Seaman. Uh, right back, I'm going to go with Lee Dixon. Um, Centre halves are going to be Tony Adams and Sol Campbell. Uh, left back. It's always a contentious one left back. You know, when I speak to people about Kenny Sanson, they tell me, and, you know, I have not can't say I've seen loads of Kenny Sanson because I, I wasn't alive when he was playing, but I hear whenever we do kind of, you know, the best um, best left backs, Kenny Sanson always comes up. Ashley Cole's a different, difficult one to talk about because, of course, where he ended up moving. I'm hoping that one day we talk about Zinchenko as, pen, as potentially our best ever left back. We'll wait and see. Um, but I'm going to go with Ashley Cole because he's the one that I know the most. And, you know, sadly, it's, you know, it, it's him, but it but it is him. Um, midfielders, uh, Patrick Vieira and Liam Brady are my two central midfielders that I go with. Um, left midfield, obviously, Robert Perez. Right midfield's tricky because obviously you think Freddie Jumberg. And I know that the player that I want to get in this team didn't play at right Unless I play Perez on the right, which I know he could do, but for me, Alexis Sanchez is one of the best players I've ever seen playing an Arsenal shirt. And I think that the quality of Jumberg and Alexis Sanchez when they're in Arsenal shirts is very, very close. Bakayo Saka, though, is is going to get up there. I think Bakayo Saka has absolutely got the potential to be that right-sided player for us in the future. But obviously, it's still very early days um, for his career. Um, but I think Alexis Sanchez, I have to get into this team. So my wide players in this weird formation is going to be Alexis Sanchez and um, and Robert Perez. This is based purely on player quality. Yes, I know he went to Man United and all that stuff, but this is kind of all-time quality. I'm going for Alexis and Perez. And then top two, Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. Um, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think there's too much debate about that. But yeah, the midfielders, I guess people might say Cesc Fabregas, Santi Cazorla, I know comes up for a lot of people. But for me, if you're not putting Liam Brady in your team, I recommend going and watching and learning and educating yourselves about just exactly how good Liam Brady was. Because um, this guy playing in the 70s on pitches that were frankly ridiculous, um, 
Uh, his, his ability, his uh, skills, technical skill was just unrivaled uh, during that period that he played. So if, he, if, if Liam Brady was able to play in today's game on these pitches, he would arguably be, if he wasn't anyway, one of the best centre midfielders to have ever lived. And I firmly, firmly believe that. So if you're not aware of, of much about Liam Brady and what he was like for Arsenal in the 70s, I recommend you go and find out because the guy was unbelievable as a footballer. So, But in the current Arsenal team, it's interesting to think about which players we think could actually break into that side. If you think about it, you know, could William Saliba become a better player than either of Sol Campbell or Tony Adams in the future. If he stays at Arsenal for his all, all of his career, could Saliba break into that? Potentially. Could Zinchenko potentially be one of those players that gets into that left-back role one day over Ashley Cole? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see where Arsenal go as a team. Uh, our right-back position, could Ben White, could Urien Timber one day be potentially in there? Could Declan Rice, if indeed he signs, which it looks like he is, Get in over one of Liam Brady or Vieira. That is a big ask for Leo, for Declan Rice. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what he might achieve one day? Um, and Bakaya Saka is the obvious other one. Gabriel Martinelli too. Could either of those two get into any, uh, getting over Alexis Sanchez or uh, Robert Perez in my team? Um, but maybe for those that are listening on Catch Up, you could leave down below your all-time Arsenal team. Do it in terms of pure quality. Don't forget about the politics of the, you know, the how they're left, why they're left, etc. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that's probably mine. Uh, that's probably my team as best I could do it. But thank you, Craig, for the question. Rarely get those types of questions. Always a fun game when you do that. Uh, Sean says, who would you get to manage the team? Arsene Wenger. You know, it has to be Arsene Wenger. I'm hoping one day my mind changes to Mikel Arteta. I hope that one day he can eclipse Arsene Wenger as a manager. Um but he's going to have to win a hell of a lot to be able to do that. Do I think he's got the potential? Absolutely, I think he's got the potential. Um, but it has to be Arsene Wenger um, to manage the team uh, during that golden era, you know, in the mid to late noughties, uh, late nineties and early noughties. That that Arsene Wenger period um, was, you know, the best the best coach that I think, along with Sir Alex Ferguson and Pep Guardiola, the Premier League has ever seen. So yeah, that has to be has to be Arsene Wenger. Um, Let's go to, uh, I'm loving people's suggestions in the chat as well. Uh, Josh says, uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on a midfield of Timber at DM, Rice at left-sided uh, central midfield and Odegaard at right-sided central midfield, where possibly we play a back three of Gabriel, Saliba and White? What, so you're going to go three, three, four? You're going to have four in your attack. Is that what suggesting Havertz and Jesus through the middle and Saka and Martinelli in the wide areas if you go three, three, four? Um Timber, I know people are going to kind of put him into midfield immediately. I think that he will progress into midfield when in possession of the ball because he likes doing that. But he is and has played right-sided centre-back for the whole of the last season um, in the Eredivisie for Ajax. So I'm expecting him to come in and play as a competition to Saliba, as a competition to Ben Wyatt. That's what I'm expecting. So let's wait and see what ends up happening. Can you imagine, right, and this is going to be, a, this is controversial, but can you imagine if, because what Arteta tends to do is play the players that he signed. Now, he didn't sign William Saliba. <laughs> Obviously, he's renewed his contract, but he also renewed Kieran Tierney's contract, it's important to remember. How, how interesting would it be if Timber is so good <laughs> that, that, that Timber <laughs> breaks into the team and gets in ahead of Saliba? You know, say Saliba's out injured for a bit, because obviously we know he's got this injury issue right now, and Timber starts at right-sided centre-back, 
with White at right back and Gabriel at left side of centre back. And he's so good that Saliba can't get back into the team. Now, this isn't a crazy thought, but uh, it's an interesting one to consider. And that's what we need to do. Now, that is that is what we need to make sure that we have got a good enough squad, competition-wise, to do it. Because, you know, if Saliba's got his injury issue, if he's missing for a few games and Timber comes in, the only reason that Saliba comes back in is because he's earned it. And if Timber is good enough to maintain that role, you know, fair play to him. And that's what we've got to aim towards. That's what we've got to aim to do is build a squad where players as good as Saliba, players as good as Partey, players as good as Gabriel Jesus, players as good as Xhaka, you know, as Odegaard, as Saka, as Martinelli, players as good as these guys aren't guaranteed starters. That's what you've got to aim toward doing. And that's what Arsenal are looking to do in the market. So, yeah, I know it's a crazy thought, but uh, it's not one to to dismiss, I don't think. Uh, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time, as always. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. I'll be back in usual surroundings uh, tomorrow, back home for the 8 a.m. show. So make sure that you tune in once again. We'll be bringing you further updates on how the Timber and Rice deals are progressing. Will there be any movement in the world and reality of a many link? We'll have to wait and see. Romeo Lavia continues to be heavily linked with Arsenal. Will there be any movement on that one? Uh, Ethan Nwanieri's contract extension seems to be moving in the right direction, as does William Saliba's, of course, as well. And will the women's team be able to add any more quality their push to try and oust Chelsea from the top of the Women's Super League. We'll have to wait and see. If you haven't already donated towards our cause to try and help Cancer McMillan support in memory of our good friend Vinnie Eagle, please make sure you go to the link in the description and donate. We're nearly at half halfway point of our target. Um, link is down in the description um, and you can find all the information there. So thank you so much to everybody that has tuned into the show and continues to support us. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning giving you all the latest updates in the world of Arsenal. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.